Welcome, everybody, to the world-infamous A Week Late Podcast, The Return. This is, uh, for anybody who's keeping tabs, a couple of things to get out of the way before I start the show. First of all, thank you for the huge uh, traffic spike during 420. I really appreciated that. We were going to do a 420 show, but obviously that did not happen, uh, but I appreciate the support. On SoundCloud, we had a huge spike in listenership, and I appreciate that, so thanks for spreading the word. Uh, It's been over three months since we've done a show. Um, We usually don't take that long of a break unless we are, like, restarting what I like to call seasons. This will be the third season of this podcast, so thank you guys for listening. This is going to be episode 102. My name is Darren Torres, a.k.a. Analysis49, and I am your host. This is a podcast in which I review movies fashionably late. In this particular case, only a couple days late. We usually are a week out. But as you guys know, I'm a huge Marvel movie nerd. And uh, I usually don't wait a week out to put out the show because I know you guys want to get in there and watch along with me and and, uh, listen uh, opening weekend. So that's what we're doing. We wanted to do this uh, in IMAX, but this is going to be a regular screening. We didn't really plan this. Uh, I've been trying to put out a show for you guys for well over three months now, but I decided to just take a long break. A lot of shit's been going on. I was supposed to move. That never happened. I'll probably get into that later. Our schedule with uh, Headshot Randy has changed, so that's another reason I was trying to sort of get another co-host together, one that I could do the show with because I promised that I wouldn't be doing any solo shows, but that might change depending on what you guys what you guys say, how you guys feel with the new episodes going on uh, going on from this point. That being said, whew, uh, this, this podcast, this show is recorded in two different parts. The first part you're listening to right now is where we are going into a movie as blind as we possibly can. Uh, not knowing too much about it. Obviously, with the Marvel movies, it's kind of hard to do because they're so well-hyped. But this is Guardians of the Galaxy 2. Volume 2 is the proper name for it. Um, can you pull up IMDb for me, please? With me today, speaking of co-hosts, <clears throat> did we introduce you last time using your full name? or uh, Does it matter? It doesn't matter. Uh, with me today is my friend Ryan Hood. Welcome back, sir. Artist, uh, cartoonist, showrunner now. Huh? Yeah, right. Pretty nice titles. Uh, Ryan Hood is back again with us today. All those titles, and uh, I don't get paid for half of those. Goddamn nothing. <laughs> it's um, a labor of love. Labor of love, which we will talk about later. Actually, we'll talk about it now. This show is being sponsored by your new show uh, called The Art Department. It's a new... I should have introduced you this way. Let's start over with the introduction. How about that? Sure. With me today, ladies and gentlemen, I'm not going to edit any of this out. With me today, ladies and gentlemen, is an old friend of the podcast, an old friend of mine. He's a show creator, a showrunner, a graphic artist, a regular pen to paper artist. What do you call that now? An analog artist, a digital artist. He's a he's a fucking producer now, technically. <laughs> yeah, I guess. And uh, welcome to the show, Mr. Ryan Hood. Thanks, guys. All right, that's better, huh? Clap, clap, clap. Clap. <laughs> so, yeah, check out theartdepartmentshow.com. Am I, yeah, was I supposed to say something about that? Or? Yeah, you can, if you want. I mean, you're sponsoring the show, so I would imagine you're going to pay for the movie tickets, right? 
We should have talked about that before this. Yeah, we should have talked about that before this. Anyway, I put hey, you yeah, on the okay. spot, so okay. I guess you're sponsoring the show with buying tickets for, for all two people in the vehicle today. We are in a new MRS. It's a mobile recording studio sponsored in part, actually not in part, the whole part, by uh, Mr. Ryan Hood here. Nice new little uh, mobile recording studio. I like it. Oh, thank you. Thank yeah, you. It's thank very, you. very nice. Just got it yesterday. Uh, um, but, but yeah, no, uh, I'm here. Uh, I'm going to tag my uh, thing. Uh, is that what I do? Yeah. Um, th- well, first of all, explain to him what it is. Uh, well, I, I put out a cartoon on the internet, and um, it's called The Art Department. And you can go to it by going to the website, theartdepartmentshow.com, or it's on Facebook and Instagram and YouTube if you just search The Art Department Show. And at The Art Department Show on Twitter, but it's right. at the, right? Uh, the, no, no it's the... at A-R-T-D-E-P-T Show. Yeah. So, art, art, D E P T show on Twitter. Yeah. Um, and actually, that's a really good way to keep up with uh, the videos and the character intros and bios, or you can do the art department show on Facebook. Yeah. Um, I do a voice. Uh, some of our group that we hang out with, they've they've put in voices to make it sort of easier and funnier for the people watching the show. I've seen personally two episodes now. No, one full episode and like four character bios. Yeah, we uh, we're just getting started. We just kind of started it in November. Um, we've been working on it for years though. Um, uh, that's when it came out, and uh, so th- there's uh, just a little bit right now. There's one episode, and then there's five character bios, and uh, but we're uh, animating every day, so we're gonna be putting more stuff out. And we're just getting rolling. So yeah, so if you guys want to get in on something from on the ground level, right now is a really good time to do it. Help us build up the listenership of this show you know get some people from this show to watch his show and we can all be sort of a happy creative family helping each other out hopefully we get the attention of the likes of certain showrunners maybe it'll go from a web series to a tv show hopefully but that you know that's up to the future and you guys, really. So Not the rapper of the future, though. No, not the, the rapper of the, the real future. future. I'm, sh- I'm sure your show is not uh, endorsed by the, the future. The good thing is, though, that since this this cartoon is so new, getting in on the ground level, you know, that's where you want to be. And if you sign up two other people, you know, and get them to sign up, and, the, you know, you can just make more a, money. <laughs> you just make more money like it's that. It's turned into a multi-level marketing campaign. Oh, no, 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 no. Uh, but no, he's right. It's basically word of mouth. If you you know, the more clicks you get, you know, the more eyeballs you get on the on the thing, the more popular it's going to be. Obviously, that's just how shit works. So, um, also for the new listeners, if you are new listeners, go back to the other 101 episodes. There are more than that actually, because there are bonus episodes in there. Watch the Transformers Four one. That's the one I'm on. Really? Yeah, that was uh, my favorite one. Yeah, the trans uh, Transformers was on there, wasn't it? Yeah. No, Voltron. You're talking about Voltron? No, I was on the Transformers, the one with uh, Mark Wahlberg, the last one that came out. Oh, really? Yeah. Yeah, that one actually got a, got a lot of plays for some reason. Yeah, because I was on it. Oh, maybe that's why. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Maybe they like you. Yeah. Maybe they like you better than me. So, but the art department show is basically a cartoon based on, like, loosely based on our lives as graphic artists and, like, having these shit at, shitty-ass, like, cubicle jobs where everybody's doing the same shit over and over and over again. And it, it, it's kind of that, but it, it's kind of more of what happens when you get so many creative minds in one place. Creative people are just nuts in general. Right. So when you get 70 of them in one place, <laughs> weird shit there is going to happen. There are a lot of characters involved so, in so your show. I, 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 if, if it ever came to 
really pitching it to like a producer or something. I always kind of wanted to use something like this. Like, uh, you know, when you, when you get four creative people in a room, you know, one to five creative people in a room, you get things like Apple or Google or, or you know, Mattel or, or shit like that, right. you know. But when you get 70 in a room, you don't get shit like that. You just get shit weird fucked up <laughs> yeah. dream world that people shouldn't live in. Yeah, uh, you have strange characters that are based in reality and others that aren't as well. So I think that's funny. And, like, it provides absolutely no explanation as to why, which is funny. Like, <laughs> yeah. the comedy in itself. But, um... I mean, it'll all evolve. It's, it's right. uh... It, it'll be just as big as the Marvel Universe. Wow. The art department unit. <laughs> Speaking of which... Just as big. This is a show uh, for the new listeners. But it won't hit that big until about 2060. Really? Okay. Yeah, so that's what I'm saying. Get on the ground level. <laughs> it'll be... <laughs> sign up two people. And if they sign up two people, right. you're going to be sitting pretty by 2060. It'll be sweet. It'll you'll be, be like, I fucking created that you'll, shit. You'll be a guaranteed thousandaire. <laughs> so, oh, the show's free, by the way. Yeah, it is free. show's free. You don't have to sign up for anything. There's no login or anything like that. You just go on the website and watch the web series. It's easy. So that being said, speaking of the Marvel Universe... It couldn't be easier. It could not be easier. No, it could not. It's you go to the artdepartmentshow.com and you click play. The only That's way it could it. be easier is if I tied you up <laughs> and I tied an iPad to your face and made you watch. That's it. not easy at all. That sounds like very difficult to do. Like on, on forcing my, someone to watch it against their will is not sound. No, easy. no, no. On my part, that'd be a lot of work. Right. But for their part, they just have to sit there and let me strap it to their face. Nah, that sounds uncomfortable. Anyway, but it, that it, would be less effort. <laughs> <laughs> hopefully, it com- hopefully it doesn't come to that. All right. <laughs> Uh, I'm just saying, that would be <laughs> minimal effort on right, their part. Right, I get it, but the logic is flawed. Shitloads more effort on my part, though. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I'm I get to it. do that. I get it. So, for the new listeners, um, this is the first part of the show where we talk about our expectations to see if the movie is going to live up to said expectations. We're going to go watch Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 2. Do you have that IMDb pulled up? But I want to make sure that I don't miss anybody as far as uh, actors are concerned, because this is a, a long list. We usually go over the trailers, the the synopsis of the movie. We go, and um, for information purposes only, we, we go to imdb.com. Our rating system, we, we, we basically, after the intro, we uh, put the show on pause. You'll hear some music from our uh, from our friend... And producer, Mr. DJ Aaron Bond out in Orlando. He does the music for everything. You're going to hear some intermission music, at which point you can pause the podcast yourself in real time and go watch the movie so that when we come back and review the movie, there won't be any spoilers. That's basically the setup of the show. Our rating system is on a a level from 0 stars to 11 stars. Or 0 to 11, there really aren't any stars. It's just uh, a number system. 0 being the worst, 11 being the absolute best, 10 being somewhere around perfect, but could use some uh, some tweaking here and there. Now, uh, in the second portion, we will rate the show, and then you'll, you'll come across uh, a warning that will let you know when the spoiler countdown is basically letting you know it's an audible clue that tells you if you haven't watched the movie and you want to watch the movie and you care about spoilers, at that point you can stop it. So, I guess I'm going to go first with my expectations. Can I see... You got your uh, the IMDb with you? It's right there. Okay, uh, here we go. So, let me first off start by uh, going to the description of Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 2. Um, for anybody that hasn't seen the first one... I don't know what to tell you. You probably should go back 
and not only watch the movie, um, but also listen to the podcast with that movie to see how much it, it, you know, it matches up with everything. To my knowledge, during the hiatus of this podcast, we haven't missed a review of any Marvel, any, any, any MCU movies. MCU is a Marvel Cinematic Universe, the ones that all tie in together. To my knowledge, even though we took a three-month break, I don't think a Marvel movie came out. I don't think so. That's in... What about Doctor Strange? I reviewed that one already. Oh, all right. Yeah. Um, so, as far as Marvel Cinematic Universe is concerned, um, I know Logan came out in the break, but that's really not in the uh, Marvel Cinematic Universe as far as story canon is concerned, because that basically belongs to Fox and the X-Men and all that good stuff. So... I'm just going to read the description. <clears throat> IMDb says... I fucking love the first Guardians, by the way. Me too. Go yeah. back go back and watch the movie. This series in, its, in and of itself is going to be huge as far as how it affects the Avengers, Down the Road, Spider-Man, Tony Stark, Thanos, and all that shit. So let me just get to it. Set to the backdrop of Awesome Mixtape number two... Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 2 continues the team's adventures as they unravel the mystery of Peter Quill's true parentage. This continues the team's adventures as they traverse the outer reaches of the cosmos. The Guardians must fight to keep their newfound family together as they unravel the mysteries of Peter Quill's true parentage. We just read that. Old foes become new allies and fan favorite characters from the classic comics will come to our hero's aid as the Marvel Cinematic Universe continues to expand. All right. That being said, this is starring Chris Pratt as Peter Quill or Star-Lord, Zoe Saldana as Gamora, Dave Bautista as Drax, Vin Diesel as uh, Groot, Baby Groot in this case, which for people that haven't seen the first one, it's kind of a spoiler just that he exists, but I won't get into that. Bradley Cooper is Rocket Raccoon, Michael Rooker from from uh, Days of Thunder. Days of Thunder fame. Is that really? He goes way back to Days yeah. of Thunder? He was Rowdy Burns. Wow. I love that movie. Look at man. that shit. I fucking love that movie. Yeah, you know what? I wasn't big I wasn't big on that in back in the day. But I was Cole, gonna I was gonna Cole, say uh, I'm gonna put you in the wall if you pull that shit. I was gonna say uh, Michael Rooker from yeah. The Walking Dead. Plays so probably you... better known as the Days of Thunder no, Rowdy Burns. Walking Dead. Yeah. Uh, Yandu is the character Tomato, that he Tomato, plays. That's what um, Karen Gillen as Nebula. Do you do this for all the movies? Yeah, like, the whole absolutely. Cast? Oh, okay. okay. Because of this. Karen Gillan plays Nebula. She was not in the first movie. Yes, yeah, she was. No, she wasn't. Yes, yeah, she was. Was she? She played Nebula in the first movie, yeah. I don't remember Nebula being the first one. But anyway. She was, like, in, like, all of the movie. How do you not remember that? Because Nebula is the is the new white alien with a thing on her head no, in this movie. No, that's not Nebula. Who's that? Nebula was the blue lady. Oh, well then, yeah. Gamora's sister. <clears throat> wow, she looks crazy in makeup then. Yeah. All right, stand corrected. Here's why. A lot of people don't know that Sylvester Stallone... Yeah. And uh, he plays Stakar Ogard. I don't know, but I didn't even know he was in the movie, but I follow him on Instagram. Mm-hmm. And he played a clip. I was like, oh, shit. Yeah, I didn't know he was in this either. Yeah. That's why I like to get the cast and crew out of the way. Um, sometimes it could be a spoiler because I'm not going to mention the next character because I know for a fact that it's a spoiler in this movie so I'm just going to wait 
until uh, can after. I say, I, I, I really like uh, Sylvester Stallone. He seems like a good dude. Yeah, me too. Me too. Yeah. I, don't, I don't know why that, you know... Thank you, I guess. Yeah, okay. Uh, <laughs> no, I follow him on Instagram, and he's like a good dad and shit, you know, and he fucking makes good movies, and... Yeah, I mean, I, I loved all the, uh, the... What is it? The derangeables? What is the fuck? What the, the fuck derang- is it called? The derangeables. <laughs> the expendables? The deplorables? The deplorables? Yeah, that shit. Uh, this movie is directed it's by... Trump's Ameri- Sorry. <laughs> Don't start. <laughs> James Gunn. This movie is directed by James Gunn, uh, written and directed by James Gunn, along with, you know, a shit ton of other writers, because this movie is two hours and 15 minutes in length. James Gunn, linked to Sylvester Stallone, brother of Tommy the Machine Gun. From Rocky Five. Wow, Jesus, that's a deep cut. Anyway, now for now for facts that matter. So, <clears throat> what are um, what are your expectations? Don't give a rating yet. Just what do you what are your expectations for this movie? How do you think? I think it's gonna be pretty awesome. Yeah. Yeah, I'm excited to learn about uh Peter's dad. That was kind of a big mystery. Yeah. So that's gonna be cool. Um, just not seeing it, Kurt Russell looks like a a human though. So I don't know why he would have this, like, alien... See, that's what I didn't want to bring up, because a lot of people don't know that he's in this movie, and it could be considered a spoiler. Well, he's all in the pre- in the previews. Not, I haven't seen any of the previews, so thanks oh. for ruining it for me. But I already knew that, so that's my point. We go in as blindly as possible. I haven't seen any of the previews for this. I, I, I already know in my head what it's going to be. Oh, I've seen all know? the previews. So I, I do that on purpose, because I don't, want, I don't want the trailers spoiling anything for me. I want to see it all on the fucking big screen. I don't know why people release... 15 seconds of film like I'm not gonna watch that shit I understand it's for like marketing and people you know it's to get their dicks wet I get that but you know there's a reason you go to the movie you pay you pay a shit ton of money to go in why would I want to watch most of it before I even get to the theater there's no there's no fucking to me it just doesn't make any sense sure but um, I also have high expectations for this movie I just watched the first one again not too long. You know, I, was, I wanted to. I was a little fuzzy on some of it, but I've already seen it like four or five times. Yeah. And I'm sure they're going to go over some of the plot points in, in the movie. But one of the things... Oh, also for new listeners, this podcast is uh, not safe for work. Uh, it's explicit tag on iTunes if you're looking at it there. Um, just make sure if you're listening in a cubicle at work that you have headphones on because I do not want you to get fired for playing inappropriate material at work. There's the uh, disclaimer there. All right. Now, I'm looking forward to the soundtrack. What what other songs are going to cause, what's the word I'm looking for, nostalgia, like the first movie did? There's some Fleetwood Macs on there that are pretty good. Really? Yeah. That's cool. So I'm looking to see, like, what the, you know, what the, uh, I, I probably should, I probably could have Googled it or YouTubed it by now. They probably have a mixtape already up. Yeah, they do. As the soundtrack. So... Yeah. What are the more, uh, I mean, I guess you really can't skimp on movie budget for something like this. It's like 95% CG, this movie, right? Probably, yeah. So to say that that's going to be awesome or amazing is kind of a given. So I'm just going to go ahead and chalk that up to obvious. Like, we know it's going to be cool. Question is, I saw something in Doctor Strange that I had never seen before, visually speaking. So, are they gonna sort of? I'm waiting to see. Since there's gonna be so much shit, CG shit on the screen, what are they gonna do to separate something else from setting that apart? 
you know, because it's already going to be badass CG. Right. We we already expect that it's a given. So what are they going to do to top themselves, you know, on top of that? I guess because you're putting icing on icing at that point. Right. You know, I don't know, man. I this is a movie that actually wasn't even supposed to be in the Marvel Cinematic Universe. They the first one did so well that they're like, well, you know what? <laughs> We're going to make a shit ton off of this. Um, franchise, and we can even use it to further explain some of the plot points that are going on, like I said before, uh, Civil War, the Spider-Man Homecoming, we're, we're now starting to see elements of Thanos um, in multiple movie storylines, actually, and we've already been introduced to some of the Infinity Stones um, from Vision, we saw Vision with an Infinity Stone in his, in his forehead, you know, from the Avengers Civil War movie. Or that was Age of Ultron. Yeah, that was actually Age of Ultron. Sorry. But my point being is that since it is the Marvel Cinematic Universe, they're using this movie to catapult the uh, Civil War and um, in in different directions towards Infinity War. Yeah. So Infinity War is going to be a whole slew of sequels on top of sequels that are just one huge storyline that started way back in Iron Man 1. Yeah. You know? I gotta say, when I saw the first Guardians movie, um, I didn't really like it right off the bat. Like, really? I, I had to kind of think about it. Really? Yeah, I was like, I'm not really sure if I like that. And then I could just kind of thought about it and thought about it. And Can I, I ask why, though? Well, Do you I don't remember? Know. But then I saw it again, like, a week later. I'm like, yeah, this is pretty badass. I don't know. It, like, had to grow on me, you know? Well, I wonder why, though. I don't know. I'm curious, because I've, I thought this movie would be right up your alley, like, off the block, you well, know. Well, it well it was, you know. It just I just had to kind of. Yeah, but I wonder if it was, then you wouldn't have to second guess it. I didn't second guess it. I just had to ponder it. Second ponder it then. Yeah, I pondered it. Yeah, the it's first just time. weird to me. I don't know. Like, it was an instant hit with me. Like, I wasn't gonna go watch it 15 times in the theater like I did for Iron Man. Iron Man fucking blew my mind when it came out. I was like, if this is what we're in store for, this is gonna be the shit. Yeah. And then I saw Iron Man three, and I'm like, this is shit. So Iron Man you know, two, Iron Man two is winners. a lot worse than three, though. Oh, I disagree wholeheartedly. Oh, two was fucking horrible. Iron Man two, I can actually sit through again. Iron Man three was a fucking, you know, yeah, I don't know, man. You go watch Iron Man two and get back to me. Go watch it. I've seen it multiple times. How recent? This year. Yeah. That movie's fucking garbage. It's garbage, but it is it's garbage. It, it's better than three. No, I like three better. Really? Yeah. Oh, Jesus Christ. Three wasn't great either, but. We reviewed all three Iron Mans. If you guys want to go listen and agree or disagree, hit us up uh, on Twitter. We are at a week late. Hey, we are Facebook.com slash a week late podcast, <laughs> and you can also find us on iTunes and rate and comment there. What were you gonna say? Um, this is a new release movie. We should probably get our tickets pretty soon here. Yeah, but it's a Sunday, and we're not watching it in GTX or in IMAX, so I don't think we'll have an issue. But I was going to wrap up here in a little bit anyway. Okay. About like another... Oh, right, 24 minutes? Yeah, another five minutes or so will be good. Um, If we can muster up enough bullshit to talk about. But but going back to what you were saying before, like... The level of, like, continuity from Iron Man to Iron Man 3... Something they made a mistake with was changing directors every single time. Now, with this franchise... No, Favreau did it first and second. No, he only he only he only produced the second movie. He didn't he didn't direct it. Uh, I don't know about that. Look it up. I'm looking it up. 
Um, not because I think I'm right, but because I want to know if I'm right or not. I mean, I thought that was the case. I thought he only directed the first one. But anyway, James Gunn wrote and directed the first one, and he's doing the same thing again for the second. A lot of people might think that that's a mistake because, you know, you can't crank out Directed heavy hitters. Oh, there you go. For some reason, I thought he was only a producer credit in that one. Uh, but I know for a fact he didn't um, direct the third one. Yeah, Shane Black did the third one. And that was garbage. The third one was fucking garbage. But anyway, a lot of people might say that that's a double-edged sword, but, you know, you're really putting a lot of faith in someone for, you know, hitting two homer, homers in a row. You know what I mean? That's a lot of pressure for him to be like, oh, shit, I did a badass job, which I thought was only going to be a one-time thing, but it did so well, now i got to do it again. Well, he didn't write it, so... He did, though. He wrote and, direct, he wrote and directed the first one, and he wrote and directed this one. Wait, what are we talking about? Iron Man still? Or? No. James oh. Gunn. Oh, Catch yeah. up here. Oh, man. Are you seriously? Yeah, sorry. We're, talk, we're talking <laughs> about how we're talking about how the continuity, for me anyway, as far as the expectation is concerned. I was still looking up Iron Man. Right, I know, IMDb. I know, but try to multitask here. Um, the 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 idea behind the fact that he hit a home run with Guardians of the Galaxy, and that he had to do it again the second time. That's got to be like a shit ton of pressure. First of all, yeah, sure, that's pressure. But he to can stand do it. up to the bat and knock out knock it out of the park twice in a row. Fucking uh, Justin Lin hit four home runs in a row. Who's he? The guy who directed Fast and Furious movies. Those are not home runs. Those are garbage movies <laughs> that make a lot of money. No, they're, they're There's fantastic. a difference. No, they're fantastic. No, they're not. No, they really are. They're really not, dude. It's, it's Trump's America. Yeah, they are. No, they're not. That doesn't mean shit. You say that again on my fucking podcast and we're not doing the second part. <laughs> Seriously. We don't get political on this fucking show and you're going to piss me off. But bring yeah, it, bring it in. It's just uh, there's a difference between money, you know, money making movies that are garbage, and movies that are home runs. Just because it made seventy billion dollars all over the planet does not make it a good movie. It just right. means that a bunch of idiots put a shit ton of money into a piece of shit that they wasted their entire lives watching. All right, that's how strong I fucking hate the fucking goddamn. All those Fast and Furious movies can eat my fucking ball sack. That's you know, how I feel about it. You know what it. I just did right there? You pissed me off is just, what you did. I just lobbed a grenade right in your, <laughs> yeah. right in your lap. And I'm still holding it, and the pin is out, and I'm yelling at this fucking grenade, man. Man, those Fast and the Furious movies, they pissed me off so you, you, hard. You just you just ate a Trump Fast Furious sandwich. <laughs> and now I'm angry, and I just want to blow shit up. I think that's a good place to stop. A Trump and Furious? Yeah. What are we last? We've come into part two. When we last left you, Darren was pissed off at Trump and Fast and the Furious. Previously, uh, <laughs> exactly. <a> weekly podcast. <laughs> exactly. You did, and I fucking fell for the special beat. guest Ryan just lobbed Trump <laughs> so and Fast and Furious grenade on Darren's lap. Oh man, that's terrible. All right, you ready to go do this? Sure. All right, guys, that's it for uh, part one of episode one hundred and two for Guardians of the Galaxy Volume Two. Thank you, for, thank you guys for sticking around. If you really want to help. You guys have been really good on the Twitters lately. My followers went up by like two or three hundred people in, in, in the three months that I was didn't do a show, which is crazy to me. There are people still paying attention. Um, I've been watching a lot of shows. We're going to get to TV shows, comic books, and music uh, in the second portion. Right now, we're going to go watch the movie. We're going to go get some beers. And... Uh, 
you guys can go watch this movie with us. Go watch Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 2. And we'll be back for Part 2 of Episode 102. See you after the movie. Everybody, to part two of episode 102 for Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 2. There's a lot of twos. Uh, we are back. We just finished watching the movie at. Uh, I didn't. I usually mention where we're watching the movie. We're um, at uh, Beacon Theaters in Spring Hill, Florida. Welcome back, everybody. You want to just get right into it? Are you busy? Let me know when you're yeah. ready to do the show. Yeah, we're ready. Let's go. All right. Um, Five, four, three, and go. Uh, so, previously, on a weekly podcast, I was mad about certain things. I'm not going to bring it up again. Sure. That's if you're Tronald uh, Trump. <laughs> there you go. And uh, did you say Tronald Trump? Tronald Trump, yeah. Mandela effect. He's not Tronald. That's, that's his real name. <laughs> Do you want to go first? Um, sure, yeah. Can we go ahead and talk spoilers and stuff? No, not yet. Oh. We're going to give our ratings first. You've done this show before, right? Yeah, like eight years ago. <laughs> All right. Well, we give our ratings first. We talk about whether or not our expectations were met. And then we can get into a little bit of the movie, but a lot of this movie is spoilers. Um, and I do want to apologize to you and also the listeners because I said Kurt Russell was kind of a spoiler. He's in this entire fucking movie, so not really a spoiler. The other cameos I don't want to talk about because they're kind of spoilers, like sure. just little tidbits of treats. So let's just get right to it then because there is there is a lot to talk about. Were your expectations met, not so much, or exceeded? Yeah, it was good. It was good? Yeah. Why and why not? Expand on... Well, can, like, we, can we give ratings and then talk about it? Because I want to talk yeah, about yeah. some of the things I yeah, like. Yeah, that's what I want you to do. But then, I would Without give my, spoilers. Well, I kind of want to get into it with the spoilers, so can we'll I just go ahead and give my, can you give my rating? Yes, we'll get okay. there. Uh, There's a format to that shit. You can't just make shit up. What are we, 1 to 11 D? Yeah. 0 to 11 D. Uh, I gave it a 12 D. <laughs> you really liked it that much? No, no, no. I, uh, I was just kidding. Um, oh. Like a nine, like a nine, like a nine or a ten. I was like, you liked it so much, you made up a new fucking rating. Like a nine or a ten, it was good. The uh, without getting into spoilers, why? Why not? Like not storyline, but like why? Why a nine? Like why that high for you? Uh, I mean, it looked great. The story was great. You know, the, the, inter- the I agree, hundred percent. You can you can tell it's amping up for Infinity War. All these new characters coming in. A lot of so. new characters. Some even more so. That I've never even, like, Guardians of the Galaxy, I didn't read that when I was a kid. All this shit is new yeah, to me. So, I like that about this franchise because I didn't know anything. Like, I'm a huge Marvel nerd and I did not read Guardians of the Galaxy when I was a kid. Yeah, neither did I. So, everything here, whether it's, you know, adhering to 
the comics or not, I don't know, and I don't care because it's fucking amazing. Yeah. The cinematography, the CG, there was a little bit of a wow factor for me because I told you I didn't know how they're going to put icing on top of icing. Right. And they fucking did it. Right? Yeah. Not to the extent that I wanted to, wanted them to, but three times in this movie I counted. Three times I said, wow. Like, something in the storyline surprised me, or something in the visuals yeah. got me, you know, caught my eye. And then, you know, or something in the plotline itself, like a character revelation, or like a quote or something, something profound that somebody said. Right. At the core of this movie, it's about... basic. First, first of all, I just want to say, I think Marvel, and James Gunn in particular, has single-handedly created a new type of sci-fi movie. Yeah. It's a space opera comedy. Yeah. And we've never seen that shit before. From beginning to end, Guardians 1 and Guardians 2 had jokes from the very beginning. Yeah. Like, start to finish. And there was a lot of action. There's sci-fi, obviously. There's drama. But at the core of this movie, it's a sci-fi action drama comedy space opera and that's never we've never seen anything the likes of this before like right. I don't care who you are you have to admit that this is a new fucking genre yeah. like superheroes in space it's never been done before yeah so for that reason um I'm gonna go ahead and I'm, I'm close I'm close in your rating and saying that I'm gonna give it like an eight and a half mm-hmm. um I found some of the more upfront details um not fitting with logic or like physics or space and science sure. and and for that I know it's science fiction people but just just hear me out there are certain things in movies that just don't fit and I while I love the ability to give everybody in the Guardians of the Galaxy to fly cuz Rocket has those like cool super cool packs to put on the back yeah um, that hurt Dax's nipples, apparently. There was a lot of good jokes and callbacks, setups, that I knew were going to come back later, and they hit perfectly. Yeah. Um, but while that is a cool thing, there was really no mechanism for controlling the jetpacks. They were sort of, like, maybe controlled by thought. Right. And to me, that just didn't fit in the realm of what Rocket does. He's a He, he tinkers with right. technology, and at no point, and it's not like they have to explain it, but at no point did they say it's controlled by your body movements or like definitely not your mind. There's no way that that technology is being controlled by their brain. So like, how do they just fly around at will? Stuff like that. Right. Um, certain things uh, about now. See, we're starting to get into spoilers, which is good because I already gave my my rating, but. I, I do this a lot. We can we can go right into the spoilers right at the top, only six minutes, seven minutes in, on the second portion because again, there's so many things to talk about that just are spoilers. Mm-hmm. So, you gave it a nine. I gave it an eight and a half. Um, I think that's a really decent score for a sequel that better than the first or no? I think they're on par with each other. Yeah. To be honest with you. Yeah. They're like. Not the first one was maybe better because it's introducing all these new elements. Uh, the second one, 
I don't know. It's, it's like uh, like you said, like in the introduction of these new characters setting up for Infinity War. I think that was the meat of this. Mm-hmm. Um, for as long as it was, there weren't really any slow portions of the movie. I didn't feel like it dragged on yeah, it's true. too long. So all those things are great. Cinematography, special effects, characters. Can I say one thing before the, the fucking uh, spoiler countdown? Michael Rooker was a larger part in this movie than he was in the first one. He fucking nailed it. Yeah, he was this, cool. He acted his fucking ass off in this movie. I knew he was a good actor from The Walking Dead. Uh, this, excuse me, Days of Thunder. And Days of Thunder. Okay. This movie proves that he's a great cliffhanger fucking actor. Was he in Cliffhanger? Yeah. Also, funny, Sylvester Stallone, Cliffhanger. Yeah. Both in this sure. movie. Interesting. All right, that's it. So, from here on out... Uh, the new listeners, we're going to be quiet for a little while. I'm going to plug in a, the, the, the worst sound effect in podcast history, the spoiler countdown. After this point, we're going to spoil the shit out of it. So you haven't watched it yet, pause it now. Go watch it, come back and listen to spoilers. Or if you don't give a shit, continue listening. We'll be back in a second. Okay. That way I know where to sure. put that in later. Yeah, I got you. Do you want to go first? Oh uh, yeah, sure. Um, so expanding on why you why you did and didn't like it is where you cut yourself off earlier because you didn't want to go into spoilers. Right. So if you want to maybe pedal back on that. Uh, yeah, I thought everybody was flying around for some reason. Um, you too, huh? Yeah, Yondu would hold on to the arrow and he'd float down, uh, like you know, Star Lord referenced in there, and uh, yeah, Star Lord was flying around. Everybody was kind of flying around for no reason. That's what exactly what I'm thinking. Yeah, yeah. And uh, you can tell the, the Infinity and War... And there was no reason behind it. It was just like they were just... Right. They were just flying. There was no controls. Like, they didn't have jetpack. Like, it was, like, almost connected to their brain. And I'm just like, that doesn't fit. Right. In between one in and two, thing. Rocket made them all matching jetpacks kind of thing. Right. I get yeah. that. But he, as far as I know, he's just a smart-ass alien raccoon that builds things. He, he doesn't have, like mind control powers or how to tap into that right. for his tech so I know that's a super nerdy thing to pick at but they're just flying around for no reason I don't buy it yeah. I buy the living planet as his father Yeah. but that I can't buy um, also another thing was um, everything was great though that guy's like triple parked right there you see that I shit know, he's an pisses asshole. me off um, sorry <laughs> everybody kind of coming together it seems to be a common theme in films these days. I don't want to make you mad or anything, but I just saw, you know, Fast and Furious 8, you know? And uh, that Get was... Get out. <laughs> this is my own mobile command unit. Get out. Unit. <laughs> this is mobile command unit. MRS. Um, oh, it's for you, it's mobile command unit. For sure. me, it's an MRS. Mobile command unit. <laughs> um, the, uh, that was a big theme in that movie, too. Mm-hmm. Bad guys that have fought in previous films, they're all now on the same team. And they're all now really friendly. And the, the, Spoiler alert for anybody that hasn't seen Fast and the Furious. Yeah, fuck it, you're not going to do a podcast on it. I'm not. Um, Those movies are horrible. But everybody in this movie was, like, friendly, too. Like fucking... Whoa, whoa, whoa! I thought this lady was going to fucking hate you. Sorry. We're in the parking lot of the of the theater recording the, the rest of the show, so I'm being a little bit weird about the cars that are zooming in and out of here. Uh, fucking Gamora, though, was, like, one of the enemies in the first one, and then they just kind of roughed it up a little bit, and they're like, okay, we're friends now. Yeah, it seems like there's a gimmick in in this franchise where it turns enemies into friends, which I like. It's a good twist. Yeah. I even said to you, when uh, Yandu and Rocket 
and Peter or Star Lord were, were all coming out of the of the ship together. Oh no, it was Groot, Rocket, and Yondu. Right. And I tapped you. I was like, "This is a fucking unlikely pair." And then they said it. Yeah. In the movie. Yeah. So, and that's one of the things. If I didn't say it before, there seemed to be recurring themes. Like you said, Fast and the Furious, uh, the the first Guardians of the Galaxy, they're heavily at the core, at the core of it. I know I said about the, the genre, like sci-fi and all that shit, all mixed together. But at the core of it, this movie is about... Racing. Family. Oh, right. <laughs> it's about family and it's about relationships. Yeah, that fucking line from Drax was straight out of Fast and the Furious. Yep. It absolutely was. And I even told you, I tapped yeah. you on the shoulder, I was like, Fast and the Furious. I know, I would have said that to you, but I don't talk during movies. Well, I talk when I need to. And they're usually two to three word sentences. I thought at the beginning of the movie that it was that it was going to be like this kid behind us constantly talking. Yeah. This little kid. That fucking pisses me off. The other thing that pisses I mean, me off. But he wasn't talking. But he wasn't. Him. I know. Yeah. I was yeah. happy because he, he was a good kid. At, at the very beginning, I noticed almost like a tear in the screen. And I was like, this is going to yeah, be distracting the entire fucking that. movie. I saw it. And it pisses me off because this is a brand new... Newly renovated theater. They have no fucking excuse to have ripped up. Right. How do you get a ripped screen anyway? Does yeah. somebody throw something at it and rips it? Yeah. And then you have to go back and... I don't understand. These fucking animals... They come to a theater and throw something at the screen to rip it for the... Make it... Fuck it up for the rest of us? Yeah. You might as well be in a fucking... And it's funny because Fast and the Furious fucking Vin Diesel's in this movie indirectly. Oh, yeah. I don't know how he gets paid millions of dollars to say one phrase over and over and over again. That's a fucking... Travesty. Yeah. It's a travesty. Yeah, but you wouldn't complain about it if it was you. What is a travesty? Why am I getting paid so much for this? Well, I'm, I'm also... I also haven't been in seven shitty Fast and Furious movies, and, you know, my yeah. career isn't total garbage, except for a couple things. I, I love I love Vin Diesel, but I fucking... I have no respect for him from, from Fast and the Furious. Those movies are garbage. Anybody that's in those movies, they can eat my dick. So, what's your uh, overall uh, Guardians of the Galaxy 2, though? Uh, I mean, so far you really haven't mentioned any spoilers, but... I think all I was talking about was spoilers. Was it? Yeah. Um, what do you think, but, okay, so... I liked uh, Kurt Russell as his dad, and the fucking Planet Father. Yeah, which I know for a fact that part was in the comics. Yeah. That he finds out, uh, basically his father... Alright, so, let's tackle some plot points here. Let's start from the beginning. We find out at the very beginning, uh, Kurt Russell, from basically scene one, is in this fucking movie. He's in it from beginning to end, basically. Yeah. And what happens is is that they basically lay down the foundation for Peter, for Star-Lord's origin story. Which is a huge twist in and of itself, because that's usually taken care of in the first movie. Yeah. Origin stories are always a huge... Thumbs up or thumbs down, depending on who you ask in the Marvel Universe. It's like, we've already had three Hulk movies that show his origin, right? We don't need another one. Luckily, the last one we had, um, and I talk about this a lot on this podcast, is that if you think about it, even though the Hulk franchise as a whole seems to be a failure, the one thing tying them together that was done properly is that they are all sequels of each other. If you go back and watch them in chronological order... They are all sequels of each other. The Hulk movies? Oh, yes. Hmm. Absolutely. If you 
if you look at where the first movie leaves off, the second movie picks up right where the second one leaves off, even though Marvel was trying to reboot it. Yeah. They've done it three fucking times, and it hasn't worked. Right. Not that not that Incredible Hulk is a bad character. He's probably one of the most regarded characters in all of Marvel, in all of the Marvel Universe. The reason why it doesn't do well is because the fans of the Hulk are so adamant about how well that character gets taken care of that it hasn't been taken care of until recently. Yeah. Like, yeah. it hasn't been taken care of well enough re- until recently. Right. Um, they can never get the CG right either. A lot of people say that too. I yeah. think they got it right with Eric Bana, but then when I watched the current um, Hulk and the Avengers, yeah, that to me is like the way yeah. it should be done. And speaking of which, we usually talk about trailers too. We saw uh, Thor Ragnarok trailer. Hulk is going to be in that. Uh, Loki's going to be in that as well and that's going to also carry across even more into the Infinity Wars and the Infinity Stones. Right. And they mentioned that in this in this movie as well. So we basically find out that Star-Lord, his name makes so much more sense to me now than it did in the first one because we find out that he is a celestial being. Yeah. He's part human and part god basically. Um and we find out that he has powers beyond what anybody thought. I don't know if these were in the comics. And again, I'm not talking continuity from the comics, just from the movie, from the movies themselves, back to back. So, long story short, there's a lot of um, explanation. There's a lot of, uh, what's the literary term for it? I don't know. Anyway, um, there's just basically a lot of vocabulary that explains who Star-Lord is, his origins, and that basically he has the ability to create something from nothing. Right. As long as this world, his father's planet, um, exists, he will remain part god and immortal, we learn. Right. Right? So here's another reason why the movie didn't get a perfect 10 for me, or an 11 for me, rather, is because... Don't you think an all-knowing, powerful god, with a small g, Mm -hmm. would leave the carcass remains of his other dead children behind? Why not just consume them with the pure energy that you're made of instead of leaving evidence behind to get caught by your son later? That, to me, was a huge plot hole. And I probably should have given this movie like a 7 or an 8 just based on that. Yeah. Don't you think you'd be smart enough? Instead, you're going to have a cave and you're going to put all your dead kids in there? Like, that that to me doesn't make any fucking sense. You have all the knowledge of the universe and you're not going to fucking hide the evidence? Yeah. He's lazy. He's a lazy guy. That's, that's, a, that's a huge... Yeah. But he's not, though, because he's built entire planets by himself. Yeah, but he does that with his mind. It's not physical. It is physical, though. He creates nothing from something using his hands. I know, but he's got to carry the bodies. So it's a little bit of a lot of work. <laughs> but yeah, that's not. A, I'm, not I'm not buying it. Um, so that's one of the main reasons why I like I took this movie down a peg. I was like, really, with all the knowledge in the universe, you don't know how to get rid of evidence. <laughs> um, you ever see Law and Order in uni- your universe? Right. There, there's a like you're gonna cover your tracks, right? Like, and then why? Another thing that pissed me off is, like, why would Mantis 
like keep that a secret the entire time. Well, she didn't really trust him before. She didn't. She didn't know who they were. You know. Yeah, but she's been on the quest with her master to look for the sun this entire time. Yeah, but that's her master. That's why she wouldn't really betray her master. This... Until this movie? Well, All until, of a sudden? Until they uh, get along with the uh, Guardians of the Galaxy family. Yeah, I don't know, man. I'm not buying that either. It's just those plot points that are super strong, that, that are supposed to be super strong, that were really weak for me. And, uh, I don't know. I thought it was lazy writing. It's just... I, li- I like the fact, though, that, that they're now including celestial beings in it. And uh, especially since Infinity War is coming up, the Guardians of the Galaxy always seem to cl- uh, cover a lot of ground, since it's all kind of space, mm-hmm. and the Guardians of the Galaxy are only kind of other well, space it's a galaxy. Movie. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Well, they're, well, they're the only kind of space-oriented hero, really. Right. And since Infinity well, War is going to be kind of carried out in space, they got to kind of cover a lot of ground in these movies. That's why there's introduction of so many characters. Right. And yeah, I kind of like that. You know? I do too. But do you think it gets diluted for people like? I don't know who the fucking Sylvester Stallone or his crew is. At the very end, the cutscene, we're supposed to know. Is, are they setting it up for his own movie now? Because well, I don't know who those not, clowns you're are. You're not supposed to know. That's the that's the point of the cutscenes. You're supposed to be like. It's supposed well, to hardcore fans, answer. all the all the, all the cutscenes I've knew I knew about before, like the content of those cutscenes. It's like we're giving you a clue to what the next one is. I don't have a fucking clue what the next one is. Well, that's good. I don't know. It, it, I was like, who the fuck are these clowns and why are they getting their own movie? Sylvester Stallone style. Like, the Expendables in space? Great. I don't think they're getting their own movie. I think they're just going to be kind of part of things that are happening. All right. Well, we'll see you about know. that. Um, did you have any real issues with any... Am I being, like, too nitpicky? A little bit. Um, I but, I mean, we're I li- movie reviewers. We're supposed to be. I like that we uh, saw the those bald-headed space guys. What are the do names you, of those? Yeah, do you remember what they are? Because, no, no. okay, so... I saw them all the time. Though. Yeah, as we all know, um, Stanley likes to do... I'm glad you brought that up. Stanley likes to do... I don't know why my voice is cracking. Uh, Stanley likes to do... Well, he's done um, cameos in every single MCU movie to date. Um, there's this thing where they do space jumps in... Uh, as, you know, elements of travel in interstellar space as it were and one of these jumps had stan lee just chilling on a planet in a rather crude spacesuit am i right it looked like cartoony right um ah i know what their names are and they were and he was conversing like telling stories to these bald tall blue aliens who i've seen in x-men cartoons before uh Right? Like, they were in the X-Men, they were... And they're not the Krill, because the Krill... Now we're getting super nerdy. Is, uh, the race of human... Or, sorry, the race of alien that Thanos is. I thought we were gonna see a Thanos fight in this movie. But they're clearly waiting for Infinity Wars. Uh, Gamora's sister... Who you corrected me before, Nebula... Um... Pledges time and time again in this movie... To go back and kill their father, which is Thanos. And kill Gamora, even though they end up being... They try to kill... Yeah, she tries to kill Gamora. Um, Again, that family theme rises up because Gamora and Nebula are sisters. I guess they're half-sisters. Offspring from Thanos and whoever he banged. So, do you know who their mother is? Do we know at this point, like, Gamora and... No. We don't, right? Uh-uh. Like, who Thanos married to give them as offspring, right? 
I don't. I don't they're not married. They're, but, they're, you know. they're not his actual daughters, though. They're. I thought they were his no, blood. No, Gamora. Even in the first Guardians, he got. She explained. They're both uh, adopted, uh, right? Yeah. Okay. Like they be, they were basically like his slave daughters. Yeah. Warrior daughters, right? Right. So they're not blood, but they're related because they grew up together, right? Yeah. Um. I don't. I don't know how long it's going to take them. Like how many movies out we are from Infinity Wars. Yeah. But I saw the teaser trailer, and I think I tagged you on Twitter in that video. Right. Um. I I don't I I just I don't know enough about the Guardians of the Galaxy comic books. Here I got this. You ready? Uh huh. So the one with Sylvester Stallone, the the scene, uh, it says, Stockar Ogard, Sylvester Stallone tells mm-hmm. his fellow Ravagers that Yondo's death taught him his life is too short to hold on to grudge, grudges and baggage, and that they should put differences aside and reunite for your old times' sake. The set of Ravagers he's talking to only makes sense if you're familiar with the 1975 Guardians of the Galaxy team from the comic books, which uh-huh. vary very slightly from the original 69 team. Stakar is speaking to a group of characters who are all either part of that roster or are important characters of the Guardians universe. Do they do they give a title for his team? They're just the old Guardians. They're, they're the they're, old they're, Guardians they're, of the Galaxy. Yeah. Ah. Wow, okay. Which I kind of gathered because they kind of used the same formula. They had a non-speaking unit, like a, a talking robot or whatever. Like, yeah. I never have ever even seen them before, let alone know what the reference is. So that kind of clears things up. So there was a team that was called Guardians of the Galaxy before Star-Lord came on board, and that was Sylvester Stallone's team. Yeah. I don't know. I guess it's a deep cut for, like, these original, you know, Guardians of the Galaxy comic book readers. They're really getting into some of the, the backdrop here. We also see... Yeah, these are deep. Yeah, these are deep, deep. Like, yeah. We also see uh, another cameo done by Howard the Duck. Hold on, did you see the cut scene with um, the gold girl? The yes. Sovereign? Okay, so she, she, she speaks of... Okay, I, so... Before you go on to that, that's furthering the, the, the next basic scene in the movie where the Sovereigns uh, are a race of superhuman beings, correct? Like our future selves. Yeah. Fully evolved, but somehow we still play video games. Um, there are a lot of references, by the way, to other movies. Like, I have to get into the whole thing where they control drones basically as video games right on their planet um that entire idea boggles my mind because basically to fight wars it's basically what we're doing here on earth with our drones and stuff like that we're now controlling these murder machines right with no risk of human loss and people meant their people their people behind those drones dropping bombs on other people that are probably viewing it as a video game and that's terrifying <laughs> But I like how it was put in the movie because what happens is, is that the Sovereigns hire the Guardians of the Galaxy at the beginning of the movie uh, to um, retrieve these batteries, right, that are worth a shit ton of money on the black market. Right. They get the batteries and Rocket steals them for no reason at all, and then the Sovereigns start chasing the Guardians right. because of this, and the prize for said batteries was 
Nebula. Right. Uh, I don't remember from the first movie how she lost her hand, but... In, it was at the very end. In this movie, she explains, like, you're the one that... She, well, apparently Gamora cut it off. No. She was uh, hanging by the spaceship. Gamora tried to save her, and then Nebula hit her wrist and detached her hand. Oh, so she did it because she... And fell. It was like, yeah, for... And then uh, she fell into the spaceship, threw the guy out, and left with the spaceship. Another another act of spite. Like, I would rather cut my own hand off than for my my sister that I hate to to help me. Yeah. You hey, know? Can I, uh, can I talk yeah. about one of the other cutscenes? Yeah. This no. one's... Um... Well, go back to the first one that you were going to talk about, because the whole reason I brought up... Well, she talks about... Nebula. Ad- she talks about Adam in that scene. Aisha, the gold girl. She okay. talks about Adam, and she's... So you're re- talking about the Sovereign. Yeah, and she's referencing Adam Warlock, who... Who actually contains the soul gem? The oh shit! Gauntlet. I didn't even catch that. Yeah. So that's pretty cool. When did that happen? I don't. I don't really remember that though. I don't remember her coming up. I don't remember that scene. Yeah, I don't remember that either. I remember. Yeah. I remember there being a, a cut scene with a sovereign, but it was more like a joke, like a, like a dancing number, you know? Yeah. Um, so, which is strange because I don't remember that either. Are you sure? That, that's not just misinformation on the internet because I didn't see any of that. We were there for the same fucking movie. I didn't see that. Well, anyway, well, listen. The, the, so the last scene with Stan Lee and those guys, by the way, they're called the Watchers. And they watch over life. The timeline to make sure it stays. But they're not allowed to interfere. Yep. So anyway, so. Totally this, remember that from the comics, dude. Yeah. Um, hold on. Uh, one of them is named Uatu. And... Um, Okay, so the final s- scene was very melancholy vibes considering Lee's age. He's currently 94 and that he's starting to retire from the comic convention circuit. Mm-hmm. Uh, that worries me, too. I want to see him before he dies, and he's up there, man. Twenty. He's 94, yeah. 20, That's crazy. 2016 was his last appearance at the event. The message of the scene is clear. The grandfather of Marvel Comics still has stories to tell despite his time running out. Nice. That's why they left. The Watchers left when he was talking. Oh, to to give us a cue, like, hey, yeah. even after he goes, we still got some shit for you. Yeah. Wow, that's kind of sad and profound at the same time. Yeah. Yeah, I'm gonna miss that old fuck when he leaves, man. I'll probably I don't cry a lot, but when he dies, I'll I'll probably cry. Uh, I I just want to meet him before he he passes because I I basically owe comic books my entire reason for like li- being yeah well that not getting laid in like the past 30 years but also um just the fact that if it wasn't for comic books i probably wouldn't have read books period like i graduated from comic books to reading like you know real books and novels graphic novels even though they're still a form of comic books my point is had it had it not been for comics or superheroes, I probably would not be as educated as I am today. I yeah, uh, I couldn't I could never read novels. I can only read for about fifteen minutes, like a novel, without kind of falling asleep. Well, graphic novels is the term for like things like uh, you know, the Batman Arkham Asylum series. No, where, no, I, I know all that, right. but I'm just saying like reading Pitch, reading the pictures a, help you read. Reading yeah, reading a fucking book. Yeah, like I'm good for about fifteen minutes, then I just start falling asleep. You know, I can't visualize. That's the it, only know. time I want to read a, a physical book is when I want to fall asleep. Mm. Um, I don't know what that says about me, but the man, there's so much. Okay, so the next plot point, basically after that, would be um, we basically come to a point where 
Peter finds out, and this is one thing that bothers me, it's still bothering me right now, is that Kurt Russell reveals basically the secrets of the universe to his son and realizes that, oh my god, basically all he wants to do, even though it's beautiful by nature, you're basically talking about taking over the entire universe yeah. using he basically hacked planets his entire life fucked all these broads so that he could be powerful enough to take over the universe and the only one that took his DNA was Star-Lord yeah. makes way more sense for him to be called Star-Lord now than it did in the first one yeah. before it was just a cool name that he gave himself now that shit has meaning yeah. the problem is he, he finds out that and this is this is the issue why did his father have to make his mom sick? Why did she need to die? Because she, because she, he needed him. Oh, so you're saying that he set those, those. He needed him to complete his new universe. So he set that in motion yeah. for his mom to die so he could leave the planet. Yeah, Yandu knew what and he was reunite. doing. Wow. He sent Yandu to get Peter. Yandu knew what he was doing. I'm just now getting that. And he was going to kill him if he didn't. And so Yandu took him and basically kidnapped him from his father. But, but his as father we find evil. out, yeah. And I love this line at the end from Yandu from Michael Rooker fucking crushed it in this movie. He was basically a main character in this movie. Yeah. And he says... He might have been your father boy, but I was your daddy. Yeah. And that, to me, fucking hit so hard. Yeah. Because, you know, everybody knows this is not a secret. All my friends know. I don't have the greatest relationship with my my parents. Sure. So, like, shit like that kind of hits close to home to me, but I'm not going to get, like, over-sentimental about it. Was well, it's, it's great at the end of the first movie, when they're flying away, Yandu goes, or the, his buddy goes... I'm sure glad we didn't take uh, Peter to his father. And then Yandu goes, yeah, that guy was a jackass. Yeah. And they were leaving. Yeah. Yeah. and So what, he knew all along, you know? Did you know? Yeah, he was basically protecting him. And at the same time, you know, in his twisted mind, it's like, well, when I said I was going to eat you, that to me was just funny, but also a way to keep you close. Like, yeah. I wanted to keep you scared because you being scared of me was safer than you going back to your father. Right. Um... We find out, basically, we get Mantis and Yandu before he passes away. Uh, two new members of Guardians of the Galaxy. Yeah. Um, unfortunately, Yandu dies and we have Mantis. I totally thought Drax was going to hook up with Mantis. They will. Yeah, you think so? They will. Um, the same way that they, they left that dangling for Gamora and, and Peter... Yeah. Uh, from one to two, they're going to do that from two to three. Uh, another thing that they weren't supposed to do was make this a trilogy. And now Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 3 is scheduled to come out next year. They're nestling in that one where it's not supposed to go. Ragnarok yeah. was actually release date. We were supposed to watch Ragnarok tonight. The release date for Ragnarok got pushed back mm -hmm. to November because Volume 2 had to come in through the storyline before we saw Ragnarok because otherwise it would be all out of kilter. The right. timeline would be off. Right. Um, towards the end of the movie, we're wrapping it up as far as, like, spoilers are concerned and plot lines. Uh, Yandu is given a one of each, a spacesuit and a jetpack. Uh, he uses those two things to save Peter as they kill, which I found weird that the brain was at the center. 
like a, a representation of a human brain. If a all celestial being is going to have anything at its core, I think it would look more along the lines of what their brain, what they conceive their brain to look like. I don't understand why it was Just a human like balls of light brain. or something. Yeah, like balls yeah. of light or something. But I guess they wanted to be more... Yeah, I thought the brain was a cop-out. Yeah. Um, but it also harkens back to what Yandu said while Peter was trying to beat his living father of a planet or his living planet of a father, rather, uh, I didn't use my head to control the spear. Yeah. I used my heart. And so that's another... I know it sounds cheesy. It's another stupid theme of these movies. It's all about family, relationships, keeping your friends close. And to, to be honest with you, you know this about me personally, I've been in a funk probably for the past couple of months. Um, like as graphic artists, as as the creative type, we're sort of reclusive, right? And we don't get, like, all of this human interaction. Um, I know for a fact as human beings, we need human interaction to stay healthy, you know? Like, our social aspect has to be there. Um, certain people have been able to sort of evolve and detach themselves from that sort of human interaction. But basically at the core, again... I learned, this movie taught me something. It's like, this entire time, what I thought was were distractions and detrimental to my like end game is actually beneficial for me. Human beings aren't distractions. Like, you guys have to be, like, if it wasn't for you right now, I wouldn't be recording this podcast. Sure. So, I think that's, again, super cheesy, but... At the end of the day, it's about... One of the things I didn't want to say, I'm going to go ahead and say it. I always thought, like, there was really... I'm just... One of the things that was making me depressed was the fact that I thought that I had the meaning of life all figured out. Is it's basically just filling in our moments between now and when we die. Which is super depressing. I get that. Which is why I was in a funk. This movie kind of taught me that maybe the reason... I'm so bored with life and disappointed as Peter's father was. Like, once he found out the human condition, it was disappointing. Yeah. And I, 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 I related with that. I'm like, yeah, I figured out the, the, the meaning of life before I became a 37, a 37-year-old human being. Now what? Yeah. Instead of thinking of it that way, if anybody out there is struggling like I was for the past couple months, think of it this way. Maybe the reason that you think your life has leveled off and why you think things are boring now is because you've actually achieved, for the most part, what you've been wanting to do with your life. It's a positive thing. The reason that you're so melancholy and bored is because you need to stop for a second and take a step back and look at the things that you've actually done. And be happy with that instead of, I've achieved these things, what's next? Yeah. You know? Is that too deep for Guardians of the Galaxy? Because that's what this movie taught me. No, I don't think so. I think that's kind of what they were saying. All right. I kind of, I kind of, I think we as humans have kind of got it all wrong mm-hmm. as far as what we do in an everyday life, you know? And I, I was feeling it last year when I left my job. 
huh. and I went to work for myself, you know? Yep, I've been there, obviously. You fucking spend, it's everybody's job, you spend like 40 hours at least a week. A week. In some fucking cubicle or some shit, you know? And But the, the people that really matter in your life, your kids or yep. friends or whoever, or parents or whatever. You're doing it for them at the same time being away from them while doing it. Yeah. It's a catch-22, man, and, and I'm glad that you brought that up because... So it, life should be more of like maybe a half and half. Mm-hmm. Half you're working, half you're seeing these people, and then the other half you're sleeping. But that's the problem. <laughs> hey, well, that makes it three halves. Sure. Um, a third. quarter is a third. Yeah, thir- a third loved ones. That's like third. a third of what we make. No, a quarter is a quarter. That's a th- 25. A third sleeping, a third loved ones, and third work. And then and 0.01% for masturbation. That finishes well, that, out the one. could go in loved ones, ones, you know. Ew. Well, sure, I guess. Yeah. Loved ones meaning a wife or girlfriend or... Sure. Or your I'm, I'm, I'm familiar with those things. Um, no, but you know what? But you are aware there are things called wives and girlfriends. I am aware. Yes, those are also distractions. They do me. exist. They do exist. Just not in my my not in my timeline. Mandela effect. Uh, yeah, I mean, I, I hate to make this not funny for a comedy podcast, but you know, I started this show out being completely honest with my listeners. I have nothing to hide. I'm an open book, and you know me. I'm probably one of the most honest people you've ever met. So much so that as friends, we've probably gotten into a fight about some shit that maybe you shouldn't have said or I shouldn't have said, but we're so honest that we just say it, Yeah. you know? And those are the kind of people that I want in my circle. You got to find, at the end of the day, no matter how much bullshit you're thinking of, and depression is depression, trust me, I get it. Yeah. But at the end of the day, think about it this way. Maybe you're so... And, and I hate to say this. I don't want to blame the victim here because I myself have struggled with depression. So please, don't take this the wrong way. Maybe it's because you're being so goddamn selfish about what your next thing is that you can't stop for one fucking second to realize what you already have and just be happy with that. Yeah. And that's our problem. We always, as human beings, we always want more. And it's like, when the fu- of course you're never going to be satisfied. Because when you get that $100 bill, you want another one. Yeah. That's true. When you want, when you, and then when you up your game, I'm turning this $100 bill into a $1,000 bill. Then I'll be happy. Then what happens when you get that $1,000? You want to make a million. What happens when you make a million? You want to make two. You want to go from the from the one comma club to the two comma club to the three comma club. I don't know if you're familiar with those sure. phrases, yeah. um, which transitions beautifully into the next section. We're going to talk about TV real quick, and then we're going to wrap it up. Um, but yeah, those those things right there, and I don't know why it took me so long, and this is why I watch movies. This is why I want to get Troy, our friend Troy, to watch movies with us. Because he seems to think that they're a waste of time. But this movie, in a way, albeit rather small, changed my view on certain things. I have to stop being so selfish in my own, like, what do they call it? Like, waiting in your own filth. It's like misery loves company, right? Like, you want to, if you're sad, you want other people not to be sad, but be sad with you. For them to be, for them to at least empathize with you. Right. Which is what Mantis's superpower was, and I liked how she saved. She ended up helping the Guardians, like put a, an entire living planet to sleep. Yeah. I thought that was brilliant. Yeah. Um, but but that's but that's kind of what why we watch, at least why I watch movies and TV shows in the first place. I want to enrich 
I'm gonna, I want to learn something. I also want to laugh. For scientific purposes, we all know that if you're depressed and laughing, it releases endorphins into your, you know, from your brain and it makes you feel better. All that fucking bullshit. At the end of the day, it's just emotions. And those are a gift and a curse at the same time. And, and for some weird reason, even though I knew that already, this movie is bringing it out in me. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Um, and then, uh, basically, Rooker sacrifices himself, saves Star-Lord. Uh, Stallone and crew come back with all the Ravagers and, and throw him a proper funeral the end. Yeah. Okay. Um, meanwhile, Nebula's off looking for uh, Thanos to uh, murder him, and Gamora says that that might not be possible, which sets up the stage for the huge epic fight we're going to see in Infinity Wars. Right. If it's if it's that hard to kill him, we're going to need Guardians of the Galaxy. We're going to need the Avengers. We're going to need all hands on deck. Yeah. to kill this fucking guy because he is trying to gather and it's working trying to gather all the Infinity Stones because so far we have Thor yeah but he doesn't have any of them yet he doesn't have any of them yet yeah. he, he's got the gauntlet though which is what I was about to say yeah. in the very first Thor if you look back into the Easter eggs um, Thor uh, what is it called his his home planet, whatever it is. Asgard. Asgard, thank you. Um, has a vault where they keep all these things stored. Yeah. From, you know, the... I, I looked the at that movie. I never saw it. It's there. Yeah. When, when we, when we, uh, when we get off, when we, when we're done, when we get off, when we're done here, uh, because this is a job, people. There's a donate button, weeklate.com, buy us some beers or some movie tickets to help keep this show going. Uh, we should probably do that at the beginning rather than at the very end. Um, basically, where was I going with that before I asked for money? <laughs> Infinity Gauntlet. Uh, yeah, so there's a vault where you look um, inside the vault and you can see the Infinity Gauntlet without the stones. Oh, really? In a scene where he's where Thor is walking with his father in the vault. You can see the... Yeah. Oh, yeah. You see it? You're pulling it up right now. Oh, yeah, I guess it is there. Yeah, it's awesome. And, I, and I, when I first saw Thor, I was like, that's the Infinity Gauntlet. I was watching with my dad, and he knew exactly what I was talking about. Because he was a huge, he was a huge uh, Avengers nerd when he was a kid. I wonder if we're going to see that. Remember the scene at the end of the second Avengers when Thanos grabs the gauntlet from the vault? I wonder if we're going to see him do that. Well, that's my point. He's got the gauntlet, but he doesn't have any of the Infinity Stones. Right. So he's got his first step, you know, there's five steps that he has to take in order for the Infinity Gauntlet to work. He's got the glove. That's step number one. Right. Now he just needs the other four Infinity Stones. Yeah. Actually, are there five total or four? And then the Gauntlet itself uh, has a Power Stone of its own, right? Yeah, I guess so, yeah. Yeah. So, anyway, is that enough nerding out for you? Yeah. I think good. we pretty much nailed the whole movie. Yeah. Um, All women in a three-mile radius have you now vanquished. <laughs> yep. I heard a collective uh, vaginas all over the world get dry right now. So um, let's continue to dry up the pussies and talk about TV shows you've been watching since the hiatus. Oh, yeah, there it is from the comic book. Yeah, five stones total. 
the gauntlet itself has a, a, a green power stone, and then Vision has the yellow one. Uh, Star Lord has the red one, if I'm not mistaken, or no, the purple. Red, yeah, purple. Purple. But Nova has that now. The red I, one. The that's red what one. I was gonna say before. I was gonna correct you about like not that many Marvel superheroes coming from outer space, but Nova um, has to come in. Yeah, but he's somewhere. from Guardians of the Galaxy, just like they introduced all the space people in Guardians of the Galaxy. Where was Nova in the first one? Nova wasn't there. Yeah, but Nova Prime in the whole Nova system. Prime, right? Yeah, and that's no, what, that's Nova what, Nova's symbol can be seen in, in the yeah. first Guardian of the Galaxy plenty of times. Yeah, the ships themselves are Nova's symbol. Yeah, that's what he's going right, to come from there. Right, right, right. Yeah, but yeah. they haven't actually introduced him yet. Yeah. Um, and he is getting his own movie in uh, 2018. Nova is. That's cool. Yeah, I'm I'm really uh, I'm really excited to see that because he was sort of a B character when I was growing up, but not so much anymore. Yeah. Uh, you want to switch to TV and then call it quits? Sure. What have you been watching the past three months? Uh, that 70s show? Have you ever watched that? Of course. Classic. Uh, no, I've been watching that. I watched Sandy Wexler on Netflix. That was pretty funny. Oh, okay, yeah. How was that? It was good. Thumbs up or thumbs down? Thumbs up, yeah. Yeah? Jennifer Hudson looks fine as hell, man. Is she in that? Yeah. The you black know, she, girl, you black, know she's from Tampa. Black Girl from American Idol, right? Yeah. Yeah, man. She looks, you know she's from Tampa, right? I didn't know that. Yeah, I met her uh, when I was working with Troy at the Hilton. She was really nice lady. But what she happened looks gorgeous, is, though, she's she's a, she's she's gorgeous. She's beautiful. Yeah. Um, unfortunately, I met her uh, when her sister uh, passed away. Well, she was actually murdered. I hate to bring that up. Man, I'm I'm such a shining light today. Jesus. I know. Jesus Christ. Uh, yeah, I don't know why I brought that up. Sorry. Well, that's why I met Jennifer Hudson. She was she came back to Tampa uh, for a funeral, and her family stayed at my hotel. Oh, that's cool. And, yeah, and that's why I met her. Um, I wasn't trying to be morbid. That was just more stating facts. Sure. Um, anything else TV-wise? I mean, like, no no new TV shows, especially, like, Marvel-related. Uh, Goldbergs. Oh, fucking A. I love Goldbergs. Uh, Modern Family, always. Brooklyn Nine-Nine. Brooklyn Nine-Nine I love. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. Uh, can I talk a little bit about Legion? Have you seen this? No. Do yourself a fucking favor. Stop Googling images of the gauntlet. <laughs> Be involved in the conversation that we're having right now. I am. And no, but those are some badass pictures. Though. I, I was trying to make sense of everything. Yeah, no, it's a it's a huge rabbit hole we're going down. If you yeah. if you engage in any of these Marvel Cinematic Universe movies, you're gonna get caught up in this fucking rabbit hole. Yeah. Um, Jessica Jones, Iron Fist. Have you seen any oh, of yeah. those? I've, I've, I've seen all those. Yeah. Have you? Okay, yeah. so good. So we can talk about the Defenders and stuff like that. Yeah, so the Defenders preview is cool. Um, they're also coming out with Inhumans. Uh, if you're watching Agents of Shield, which I love, um, it fills in all the blanks between Avengers movies, basically for me. So I watch Agents of Shield. Um, everything's intertwined. They're working so hard to keep everything. I can't imagine all the cogs in the wheel that are spinning at the same time to keep all of these storylines exactly the same. Like, no matter who you talk to, we all watch the same thing and everything fits together. Right. Across platforms, you got ABC, Netflix, FX with uh, Legion. Have you seen Legion? No. This show is fucking incredible. Hmm. Do you remember him from the comics? No. Legion, this is a spoiler for people that don't know this, from the comics, Legion is Professor X's son. Oh, really? That he had with, uh, what's her name? 
Um, Jubilee? No, they never banged, did they? <laughs> no. That'd be awesome. And Professor X gets down, boy. Because it gets down with those 19-year-olds, dude. Apparently, not everything is broken below the belt. You know what I'm talking about? <laughs> Uh, but if you haven't watched Legion yet, dude, holy shit. What a fucking mind-bending... Jesus Christ, a gang of motherfuckers just came out of that theater. Damn. Looks like they're being evacuated. Or it kind of looks like a movie got let out. Jesus up. Christ, or yeah, that. Um, It's like the fucking being evacuated, or a movie let out. Or... <laughs> Guardians of the Galaxy 2 just finished. Um, Legion has Aubrey Plaza in it. Oh, yeah, she's great. She is... Stra- I'm strangely attracted to her, and I can't figure out why. She's dope as hell, man. She is so fucking talented in this goddamn show. She plays multiple characters, not to spoil anything, but basically, Legion is a mental patient, and even in the comic books, he was crazy. Part of part of his superpowers is that his multiple personalities are all each have their own specific power and when he takes on their persona it physically changes his body so like for example if i if he has a um a persona that's diabetic mm-hmm. while he's that persona he would have to take medicine for sure. his diabetes right. but if he switches persona it also switches his physical makeup so the diabetes medicine doesn't work for the persona that he's taken on, even though it's his sim- it's his same physical body. Does that make sense? Yeah. It's fucking amazing, and they play with this in so many ways. It's like a a mental institution where they're trying to get rid of all of his personalities, when in fact those are his powers. It's it's fucking incredible. It's on FX. Hmm. You can watch it streaming uh, the whole first season on Hulu. I would highly highly recommend it. Nice. It's um. Not part of the Marvel Cinematic Universe, even though it is Marvel. I'm wondering if if this is one of these crossover things where Legion... Okay, so Fox is basically taking all the Marvel properties from X-Men and making their own continuity universe with just the X-Men. We've seen that with all the X-Men movies, including Logan. It was part of the whole X-Men storyline canon. What they're doing with Legion... I think they're taking both of these properties with X-Men and bring and slowly bringing them back over to one umbrella using Legion as a catapult for that. Right. And they barely if the Marvel credits didn't come up at the beginning, you would not know this was a comic book show. It's about it's about a dude with superpowers who's a mental patient. That's about it. Hmm. It's fucking fantastic and it's uh, they're one hour episodes. Super easy to watch, but really hard to keep track of. There's so much information, I had to binge watch it. I've actually seen a couple episodes twice because there's way too much information for me to remember. Hmm. Especially when I watched it, this shit like stoned and drunk, you know? Right. Um, also, what I watched stoned and drunk, one of the, which everything I watch, everything stoned and drunk, but what I especially like to watch is a show called The Expanse on Sci-Fi mm-hmm. and 12 Monkeys on Sci-Fi. Did you know 12 Monkeys was made into a TV show? Yeah. It's fucking amazing. I haven't watched it yet, though. It's fucking amazing. Season 2 is now available on Hulu to stream. i got to catch up on that. But I want to go uh, and say, besides sci-fi, the, the show called The Expanse on sci-fi as well is fucking 
incredible. It's got Thomas Jane in it, hmm. who's famous for playing the Punisher. Right. Uh, a lot of other really well-known actors, none that I can really name off the top of my head, but they're all like these... You know how sci-fi used to be like a shit channel for budget crap sci-fi shows? Yeah. They, com- they completely turned that shit around. Even though they still do, they they still they still do make garbage like Sharknado. Sci-fi, Twelve Monkeys, and The Expanse are the fucking shit. If nice. you guys care about physics and space, like that stuff with the with the rocket packs that we were talking about, this show is so rooted in science that it's barely science fiction. It's like Babylon Five meets Star Trek, but with real physics. It's fucking amazing. The storylines are incredible. Again. One of those shows that you have to watch almost religiously back-to-back to binge because there's so many characters and so much information going on. There's, like, politics in space. It's like the UN now controls Earth. What I like about it, they'll go, and it's it's years in the future, and, like, the ice caps have melted, and every time they show big cities, they all have these big walls around them to protect them from the rising sea levels. That's crazy. It's really, really fucking imaginative. The scope of everything, the the way, the, the reason they call it The Expanse is because it's so massive. And, and in the show, in the movie, Guardians of the Galaxy, his exte- he wanted to call it The Expansion. Yeah. It's an extension of what already exists, and he just wanted to take it over and make it bigger. So he's literally trying to not only take over the universe, but make it his own and larger than it already is, like an expansion. Right. The reason it's called The Expanse is because the scope of everything is so fucking large like we think we're so insignificant here on planet earth wait until you zoom all the way out and see what's really out there you think you feel small now wait till you watch the expanse it's both humbling and mind-blowing at the same time and i cannot stop watching it season two's out right now if i'm gonna be honest i i've never admitted to any uh illegalities in this podcast besides smoking quasi-legal weed and uh, sneaking booze into the theater. But um, it's not streaming now, so go try to find it the best way you can. I imagine it's on Amazon. Um, speaking of Amazon, I want to talk about one more show before I let you guys go. Uh, so go check out The Expanse, and uh, if you haven't been watching it, 12 Monkeys, if you love time travel shit, and uh, one thing I love from Guardians of the Galaxy was the quantum asteroid field, how they were, like, disappearing and reappearing in other... I love the idea of that because I'm I'm a huge fan of quantum physics and I actually understand it. I can't say it, but I understand it. (laughs) And um, it's it's mind-blowing to me and it explains so many mysteries of the universe. But watching these two shows, if you want to hurt your brain in a good way and learn some shit, go check that shit out. Another thing I want to talk about, especially with you... I want to close out on the topic that we call the Mandela Effect. I know we've been like popping it up every every now and then as an inside joke, but there's actually a TV show on Amazon Prime right now called The Man in the High Castle. Go watch that fucking show, and if you're a skeptic about the Mandela Effect, tell me that it's not so profound in the human psyche now that they're actually making TV shows about it. And I didn't understand that television show until I started researching the Mandela Effect, and it's fucking insane. Hmm. It's basically an alternate storyline where the Nazis have won uh, all of the world wars, basically. Hmm. And the United States is split between the West Coast being Japan, owned and operated. The middle of the United States is complete scorched war zone. 
and the East belongs to Nazi Germany. They start finding bits and pieces of film reels um, in the underground. And, and it takes place basically in um, post-World War II, but back then. Right. So, like, let's say, what, 40s, 50s? Yeah. Um, so it's still an old United States alternate reality. But they're, in their reality, they start finding films and videos of certain things in their timeline that did not exist which in real life we're doing with the Mandela effect. And it's a complete bleed over of art mimicking life, mimicking art, mimicking science, mimicking life, mimicking art, and back, like all back and forth. Yeah. Unbelievable. Go watch Man in the High Castle. It's all about alternate realities. 12 Monkeys all about alternate realities. Uh, sci-fi and space and time. I am so 100% gung-ho about all that shit. I love it. Nice. I haven't seen any of that. It's amazing. Go check it out. It'll fucking blow your mind. Alright. Um, and you for listeners as well. Uh, I'm going to go ahead and plug Ryan's shit. Thank you so much no for uh, helping me with the show, for driving up, all that shit. Sure. Um, don't forget, guys. Go to theartdepartmentshow.com. Um, to stream all the character bios and uh, the current and upcoming episodes of your show. Uh, Ryan has been putting in so much fucking work to make this thing a reality. We want you guys to take a look at it. It's free. We're not asking for any money. I'm asking for money for the podcast, but I'll do that in a second. Um, it takes a lot of work, man, because I, I, I know what it takes for me to put an audio show together. And I also am an animator as well. So I know is it takes a ton of work to put out just a 30-second video animation, and you're doing entire episodes. Yeah. And to me, that's just mind-blowing, and you're doing it by yourself, so kudos for that. Um, catch him at A-R-T-D-E-P-T show on Twitter, facebook.com slash the art department show. Be careful because there's more than one. We're the only official one, though. I can no, say we. The only there's another the art department, but not the art department show. Right, but the logos look very similar, which scares me. No, they don't look similar at all. You don't think so? No, I think they look very similar. Um, anyway, go check that out. You want to plug anything else or add anything else? Uh, no. Instagram is the art department show, all one word. Okay. The uh, art department show. Yeah. Okay. And uh, yeah, go check us out. Sweet. And uh, message us, like the pages, and all that. Yeah. Shit. Don't don't. Uh, don't be bashful, you guys. We want to hear from you. Um, check out his show. Leave comments. Share it, please. Tweet at us. Um, I am at a week late on Twitter. Facebook.com slash a week late podcast on uh, Facebook, obviously. Um, and we are on SoundCloud.com slash a week late and iTunes. I think that's it. Yeah. Thank you guys for listening. Please rate and comment on all the above services. Uh, tweet at us. And one last thing, um, I was going to say to you guys from the very beginning, I'm, I'm really surprised that I remembered this. Uh, if you don't mind getting more episodes, I can do more of these by myself. But I stopped doing that because I thought you guys didn't like to listen to them as much. They were more like... Um, reviews on documentaries that no one's going to watch with me and stuff like that. 
I have to review a movie of a friend of mine from overseas that I promised I would do. I haven't forgotten about him yet. Um, it's a it's a documentary about rickshaw racing that I really want to get into, but I want to give it the time it deserves. It's over a year out that I plant that I promised to do that, and I and I haven't done it. But it's only because I don't want to do shows episodes by myself. If you guys don't mind, tweet at me. You can uh, email me fans dot a week late at gmail dot com for all your feedback. If you follow on Twitter, uh, you will get a personalized message. I write those myself personally. Um, it may not happen for a while out because I like them to collect and I do them all at once. Again, we're a week late. We're not going to get it to it right away. Um, but I will correspond with you in some way, shape, or form. My name is Darren, a.k.a. Analysis489. That is Ryan, a.k.a. Hood. A.k.a. Analysis482. Or, oh, I, didn't, I didn't tell you about that, did I? Oh, great. Very original. Uh, that's it, guys. Thank you for listening. Do all the stuff we mentioned before. Please... If you have a couple extra dollars, go to weeklate.com, hit the donate button. You can use PayPal. You do not need a PayPal account to send me money. Pay for some beers, pay for some movie tickets, pay for... I mean, it's not cheap to keep the URL up and running and, like, registration and SoundCloud Pro and all that shit. Um, There's over 100 episodes on SoundCloud. That shit's not cheap. So throw us a couple bucks if you can. Thank you once again. And we will see you a week ago. Peace. Peace.